Douse punks in the building. You know, we're, we're learning new stuff every day, so we're going to attempt this. I am going to introduce myself. My name is Drew, and you are? Uh, I'm Fusomania, DJ Fuse, but my mom likes to call me David. <laughs> sometimes I eat Skyline cheese conies. Sometimes I eat pizza. Sometimes I eat salad. Uh, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a little about me. I like long walks on the beach. Um, I like, uh, soft t-shirts, not the hard crinkly kind. They really kind oh, of yeah. annoy me, but you know what yeah. I really also like Drew? What? Not being sponsored by liquid death. <laughs> How do you feel about not being sponsored by liquid? It's death? probably my favorite thing. Actually. Uh, really? I got the berry today. I'm going berry. Ooh, Ooh yeah. that's very nice. All right. Let's get a little <laughs> bury it alive. Bury it alive. There it is. Liquid Death not being sponsored today. Shout out to Liquid Death for uh, following and liking the Radio Shorty podcast and not ours. Uh, Kevin, Shorty, I hate you guys. Uh, I hate them too. I <laughs> despise them for this. But uh, Also, if you guys are listening, hey, Steve Dub, the uh, Liquid Death segment is over now and you can start listening to the podcast, but we are going to talk about how you can uh, get 30% off your first month at Direct Music Service if you use the code Drew Infuse Show. Once again, that'll get you 30% off your first month. Also, if you're in the market for a photo booth, um, check out the affiliate link below in the YouTube comments or YouTube description. Um, if you're in the market for a photo booth, it doesn't help you out. But Drew said he will personally uh, mail you a T-shirt. So yeah. if you're in the market for a photo booth, make sure you check oh, out that. Photo Club Cannon is now on board as a sponsor. Club Cannon. You guys like uh, cooling down the guests? Do you like the cool cryo effects? You know, all these cool things. Yeah, you got to make sure you check out Club Cannon and uh our friends over there i we use club cannon products at the club that i play at on every saturday and uh, we have just some of the uh, micro jets there and they're the bomb they like people are always like oh my god when they see pictures and they're like which ones are those and i'm like they're just the micro jets and they're like that's insane so you know good stuff yeah i use i use the handhelds um i got two of them i use them almost all my weddings so huge ups upsell for all you wedding djs uh it's a, it's a great effect highly recommend yeah. so yeah make sure you're tagging us if you're drinking the liquid deaths we're going for that sponsorship and you know we also always appreciate feedback and and uh what you guys enjoy and if you're listening you know tag us on the instagram stories also feel free to hit up that yolo line we haven't got a message in a little bit it's five six two two four six yolo so if you want to drop us a drunk dial or a message or whatever feel free to we've got a great guest today um he is hailing in from seattle he has tons of edits that have been all over featured on sites like dms crooklyn clan strictly hits bar bangers all all the spots you can get edits i guarantee 
uh, his edits have been on there. Uh, I have a ton of them. For, I have a ton yeah, of those edits. Same. Been playing them for a long time. Uh, we've got to meet him a few times in person at, at some DMS parties in Vegas. He is the imaging director and producer for multiple iHeart radio stations in the Seattle area, as well as national projects. He's been in radio and a resident DJ at clubs in the Seattle area for over 20 years. He's also uh, managed and booked talent for a lot of the clubs that he plays at. Please help us welcome DJ Faze. Yeah. What's up, guys? Good job. What's up? <laughs> Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, I know we've we've chatted about uh, getting on lots of times, but uh, it's finally cool that we actually have a chance to or schedules meet up and we could do it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Giant, giant fan. Uh, your your resume is just crazy. And I think we have so much our listeners are going to grab from this episode. So I'm super, super stoked to have you on. <laughs> no, man. No, you guys had some great content on here. So hopefully I can live up to all the other content that uh, you and your guests have, have put on. So. <laughs> you set the uh, bar high, man. I listen. Uh, I try to listen to every every episode. I admit that uh, I'm a few behind, um, but uh, you know what? It is mowing my yard season, so I'm going to be listening to a lot more of the, the podcast. Uh, well, then we have a we have a celebrity call in that maybe you're not familiar with yet. So let's yeah. let's uh, yeah. let's hit him with the celebrity. What? Yeah, I, I hear the phone ringing in. The phone is ringing in. Let's let's see what what it is. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. This is Arnold here, the movie star of Twins and Kindergarten Cop. Drew and Fuse are going to ask you a series of questions, and I want you to answer them immediately. Don't bullshit them. Answer the questions. Hurry! I'm after the chopper. It's now time for rapid fire. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Arnold blessing us with uh, that new intro. And you know, Kindergarten Cop, maybe one of his best movies. <laughs> I love it. It's not a tumor. <laughs> the best is <laughs> when he called in. He was like, "Yo, what movies do you want me to uh, to say I'm from?" And we were like, "Only the ones that weren't the biggest hits." <laughs> <laughs> Kindergarten Cop was great. Uh, it, it, it speaks to me well, especially now that I have toddlers. Totally. Um, so literally, like, my son is three, and he learned what penis was, and so he's like, I have a penis. And then that reminds me of the part in the movie. It's like, girls, or boys have a penis, and girls have a vagina. And he goes, I remember that. So, uh, oh, my God. It's hilarious. I forgot about that part. I don't even know that I've seen that movie in years. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I might have to go watch it next time it's, like, on one of the services, like Netflix or whatever. I feel like it's on like uh, like AMC or like effects or something like every other month. Yeah. Yeah. It, totally. yeah, it's it's one of his lower ones, but it I'm sure it grossed giant numbers, but yeah, it's definitely not one of his top <laughs> top downloaded <laughs> movies. <laughs> um so, hit with questions. Let's go. Yeah, so you know, we kind of do these rapid fires and we're trying to make them a little more rapid fire because they end up being not so rapid fire, but Okay. Uh, you being a radio guy, you know, what this is the question is the last thing you listen to on Spotify or vinyl or something in your personal time. Do you listen to much music in your personal time right now? 
Honestly, uh, yes and no. I kind of split my time between uh, a lot of uh, podcasts like yours. And uh, I am a news junkie. I love the news. And it's it, it could be toxic and, you know, so much negative news lately. But um, I have a pretty thick skin. and, and uh, But uh, I listen to a lot of news radio. Um, you know, anything that's on TV. I, I have the YouTube app, uh, YouTube TV app. And so I record the local news. I'm big on local news, things that are going around in my community and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm big on news, big on podcast. And as far as like music is concerned, I listen to our local, local, local stations and the stations that I produce for to make, well, it's sort of self-serving to make sure that what I'm putting on the radio is translating as well as I think it is on, on radio than in these speakers here. And yeah, I mean, and I also like satellite radio a lot, like, uh, like the Diplo channel, Pipples, Globalization is one of my favorites, you know, tons of mixes in there. A lot of the homies. Yeah, that's uh, sponsored by uh, DJ City. Puts that on, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, I, when I had satellite, I, I loved that station. I was always tuning in because I always had rad DJs. So um, I just got rid of satellite. I same. I don't know. Yeah, they, I, you know, they pull that bullshit where it's like for six dollars you get six months, and then like the six months is up, and then it's like four hundred dollars, and you're like, whoa, 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 like, <laughs> can I go back to the six dollars? And then you got to call them, and it's a hassle, and then all that. So that's, you know, I just kind of stopped. I I finally got a real radio in my van, so I have uh, a Nissan Envy, and it had the stock radio that was just complete horseshit. Like it was the worst. So I finally got like a CarPlay. Maybe I'll I'll relook into it because there is some great stations on uh, satellite. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. get that six dollar a month plan for six <laughs> months or something. Though. I don't mind spending the money because I don't because I you know what I when I had it I loved the the comedy channel that's like yep. kind of brainless and good. Um, the Diplo was cool to just hear new songs and I loved the the Pipple one so yeah I mean might relook at it you got a discount code <laughs> I wish <laughs> we just did a little little uh shout out to them maybe we can get one but um, maybe they like uh, other other services like if you try canceling them then they go like oh wait I can I can save you this much money on your bill maybe they do that I don't know um I've been with I've been on Sirius XM for I don't know a number of years and uh you know I just kind of find it almost like it's almost like music research in a way yeah you can do totally. a lot of like I said you can find a lot of new records on there. I listen to BPM is one and Diplo. Yeah, you can find yeah, some like really BPM. Good yeah, BPM was good. They had a, they had some good shit on there. Um, I liked it because I was always seeing what were the biggest records of, that were coming out. So I, I I need to revisit that. I like that. Great. And tip. you can write it off. It's it, you can write it off at the end of the year. You can. It's a business I'm expense. Just being you cheap. Give it that way. I'm just being cheap. I know. I, I <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being cheap, too. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite remixer or producer? That uh, doesn't have to be like DJ edit wise. It can just be yeah. overall. Um, one of my favorites is uh, Dylan Francis. Okay. I love what he does. I love what he does as well, especially when he takes. Uh, I mean, I like I like his original productions, but when he remixes something else, you know, say like uh, my type or something, right? That's just one that's off the top of my head that I play. There was he did a Cardi B. I like it remixed. Yeah. I love it. Um, like stuff like that. Ton of the DMS editors I get from get from YouTube. Deville makes some great stuff. Uh, Diggs makes some great stuff, and of course my homie Phrase he makes some great stuff too. Yeah, you know one of the things that Drew and I always have talked about off camera uh, with Dylan Francis too is how great he is with like his marketing and how like. His personality really comes through at the shows and stuff too, because he's so, you know, 
heavy online with like his personality and then like you know from his yeah. backdrops at the shows to like just, there's i feel like it's really hard to do that as a dj to really show your personality i mean it's not hard for some people but it you know he does a really good job like you know who he is like at the show online you know i just think he does a really good job he he was in he was instrumental in bringing uh dancing queen back right him and uh david dobrik kind of pushed that super hard uh on social media bringing dancing queen back. was it because i have no idea you <laughs> that would be yeah, awesome yeah I was wondering yeah, yeah he was they did so they, they rented out a uh a theater in uh la and it was like during the pandemic and david was sitting in the front seat and there was no one there and dylan dylan was on stage and he just kept yelling play dancing queen and then he just oh, hit it. i think i have seen that and that that's kind of what blew it up is is that whole thing and that's why on all his uh tiktoks or whatever he he keeps getting like hit up and hit up and hit up for that so <laughs> I play, I play Dancing Queen all the time, and I do it at the bar with the video, and I always run the uh, the Stifler American American Wedding dance scene with the uh, yeah. with Dancing Queen. Why is Gimme Gimme all of a sudden big, and I'm seeing a million remixes of this? Is that a TikTok yeah, thing? Yeah, that's a TikTok yeah. thing. Yeah, another one. Totally. It, which, right. which, you know, it could also be that Madonna song, right? <laughs> that, like, never went anywhere, but blew up for a little bit and now no one relates it to madonna at all it's it's just the it's back Which is to just good you know I'm, I'm glad that they were referring it to the original song i mean, I mean what was it was it called what's it called four minutes there was no i think that's a different uh record um um no it was uh oh, oh the one that he sampled it i don't know i have to I have to look it up it's got a million madonna songs in my head right now Hung up, music? right? Hung up, yeah, hung up, hung up. Hung up. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Thank and you. it was like her in a dance studio, and like, she was she was kind of getting older, but everybody was like, "Oh, look, Madonna looks great." You know, that was like I remember it being a thing. Was it on Actually, TRL too? Side, like, side. I don't know. Side note: I was looking at old video. I I need J video. So one of the things I pulled up was um, Madonna is video for music. Ali G is the main guy in it. Ali G like drives her around in a limo and it gets out. It's like we, when he was nobody, but he's wearing the suit and the, the cap and the whole bit. Dude. Anyways, I tripped out on that. thought it was funny. That's awesome, man. I haven't seen that many videos lately. I, I, I don't do much video uh, DJing at all. So it's cool to bring some of those up and, and see him, though. Yeah. Uh, Drew does a great job with the videos, and I do videos at my Friday night spot. So seeing Drew do videos kind of gave me a whole new uh, uh, outlook on on DJing videos. So he doesn't always play the original never video. Play. <laughs> yeah, if the original video sucks. I'll put something else on it just because yeah. no one cares, dude. No one's paying attention. They're not like, oh, the words link up. They're just like entertain me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It adds that little bit extra dimension to to a lot of uh, yeah. venues that uh, you know it, they have to have the TVs and the in the setup for it to really maximize the video DJing. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, and then it's better than the bar just running like Sports Center for four hours oh, with like worst, dude. That's the worst. Every the bar has twenty seven TVs and they're all on a <laughs> Sports Center with nothing on. And they only <laughs> want they want more girls to come in, right? But they, they don't they don't turn the sports off with which the girls have want nothing to do with. And you know, I don't know. It always drives me crazy. I'm like, just turn the TVs off. 
Yeah, nobody Turn wants them off. that. Put a logo on there. Do something other than run Sports Center on all twenty-seven TVs. Well, they started running the some of the pl- places I was playing out started running the Barstool or like the funny shit, which is also mm-hmm. addicting. Um, is it Barstool? It's like Barstool's all the the fails, Barstool. all the fails. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get what you yeah. mean. Like the yeah. Rob Deerdick, what's it called? The, the TV show kind of thing. Yeah, it was just constant. Oh, fame. ridiculousness or something like that. Ridiculousness, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, is there a song that you should be playing but you don't play because you personally don't like it or makes you cringe or you just hate it? A current one? Any, any over all time. First class. <laughs> wow. I'm actually with you on that one. Every time I play it, it's just it takes. It's the number one song in the country, and it yeah. flops every time. I, it's purely a radio hit record. I, every time I play in the club, I tried it. I get it. Like people just just they, they don't give. They don't care. It's it's it is what it is, right? I don't think it has a lot of oomph to it. I'd like the mm-hmm. BPM. What is it like one oh seven or something? Yep. Yep. So that's cool to be in that kind of vibe, but it's it's a beginning of the night, almost fill record for me. If I just want to, I'm like playing some old stuff and I want to throw in something new. Um, I'll toss that in towards the beginning of the night, but I, I don't like it. I don't know why it's getting as much play as it is, um, but you know, it's, it's a big radio hit. doesn't always translate to the club, but that is, that is a, a, a song that I do not like and I do not want to play ever again. <laughs> I, can't wait I feel like, over. I feel like I played and made so many different edits to try to get it to work. And I finally have one that I play uh, that kind of works, but it still doesn't hit very long. And like, they'd rather just hear the regular Fergie glamorous. So yeah, a hundred percent. That nails We need it. the transition that goes from first class to glamorous. Cause I know the, the, the glamorous to, to first class are out there. Oh, that's a good idea. One Oh seven up to yeah. that instead of down to it. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not a bad idea. There, yeah, there okay. is what I have done lately is I'll play the first part of it. Um, and then I'll go into, I forgot who made it now. It's off the top of my head. The digs make it. Um, it was a uh, it's a blend and it's the beat of first class with um truffle butter acapella over it. That, that one, digs. Oh, I've not heard that one. That digs did that one, huh? Quick mix, just like let's say, like the first hook of a first class, and then I go into that. Digs did like do that, that one. What's yeah. that? Digs did do that one. Yeah. So that shout one, out, shout, shout, out, shout digs. out to digs for that one. That was a those two, those two sounded really good together. So um, yeah, I'll just quick mix into that, and then that seems to go over better because who doesn't love truffle butter? Truffle butter. I, I love truffle butter. <laughs> I, I play it every night. But you know, I I started playing the uh, Gin and Sonic remix. I played that the other night. Um, it's more of a house version of it, and you oh, could barely, you could you could barely hear uh, Jack Harlow on it, which I think. I hope sell it. <laughs> it's more like housey on the glamorous part. And yeah, I like it. So I chopped it to shit. So, but it was good. Anyways, but you know what though? Like what's popping like that Jack Harlow record is, is great. I love his lyrics. I think he just kills it. I like him as an artist and stuff. Um, but just, just that one song just, just doesn't do it for me. I agree. It, I totally agree. I agree. And I'm even, you know, here in Cincinnati and he's from, you know, Louisville, which is, how do you say it, Drew? Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> uh, he's, you know, that's only an hour and a half away from here. And uh, you would think it would be like more popping 
uh but it's it's same problem here so yeah it's the <laughs> just the record but um do you have a most memorable night in a dj booth that you'd like to tell us about like a favorite night or just a memory that sticks out <laughs> this won't be a rapid fire that's all right, all right. i do have a interesting story to tell it is Anybody who knows this story always asks me to repeat it. So this, I'll, I'll try to make this epic long story as short as I can. Is that cool? Uh, no, tell us. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm dying yeah. to know. I, I don't know that I know the story, so I'm in. Yeah, I've I've said it on my stream a couple of times, and um, and I always get some interesting reactions. So well, many years ago, um, I was teaching uh, and managing uh, DJs and stuff uh, at this club called Emblem, and it was in Tacoma, Washington, just south of Seattle. And there's a Tacoma Dome, which they have a ton of events there, you know, monster truck shows, concerts, all that kind of stuff. So Kesha, when Kesha was huge, just how long ago it was. Shout out Jay Spring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Kesha was was uh, performing, and the opener, one, one of the opening acts was LMFAO, okay. who's fantastic, yeah, right? Opening act. This is definitely a long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, they had hits and stuff, which is, which is, you know, we, you know, it was great. Um, so it was during that they time. They had a that ton of dope wrong. remixes too, right? Yes. Right oh, before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did a Fergie remix. It was great. Uh, but anyway, so they were like the opener, one of the opening acts. And so we ended up getting them to come to the club to do, you know, to sing a couple songs. And then they had their DJ. Oh, gosh. It's spacing me out uh, who it is. No, that was before yeah. he he jumped on. It's like Lucky Lou. Nah, it's killing me. It's on top of my head. But either way, uh, so uh, you know they 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 did their set at um, at at the Tacoma Dome, and they come in and stuff, and they had this whole rider with everything they wanted in their VIP booth and all this kind of stuff, right? And uh, they had a bunch of interesting things, like we just want like green M and M's or something, and they wanted you know certain kind of liquor and stuff like that, and uh, they wanted condoms. <laughs> <laughs> in that VIP area, and gas station, um, gas station boner pills. That was yeah, that on there. A football <laughs> helmet full of cottage cheese. B. Arthur's <laughs> uh, autograph. You know, yeah, a bunch of weird stuff on there. And so that was one of them. And so I, I opened up the night. It's going fine. They end up showing up around like midnight or so. And and uh, the way that the DJ booth is, it's you're up in this perch way up high, and to get and you look down at the crowd, and to get <clears throat> to it, you have to walk through. Um, you go upstairs to the VIP area and then you go down the hallway and then you go in this, uh, go in one of the manager's offices and then that has another door and then it kind of goes around. So it's a little bit hokey how you get to the DJ booth, but that's the way it's set up. And so LMFAO is there. It's great. Da, da, da. And then, um, and I have an MC, his name is Matt <clears throat> and he's fantastic. And he had a couple of friends with them and stuff and they're down there and VIP playing around stuff. And so we're up in the DJ booth. He's MCing, you're DJing, they show up. Um, they do, we have a stage set up, um, along the dance floor, they do their set and then they have their DJ, um, close out the night. So we're just up in the remote DJ booth in the perch running sound and lights and make sure everything's going good. Well, <laughs> we're looking out at the crowd and, uh, my, my buddy, Matt, he's looking down the crowd and he was like, oh man, there's, there's my buddy, his name. I think his name was like Steve. I wonder where his girlfriend is. So, and Steve is looking at, looking, looking up at the. Um, VIP area, which is up these stairs and stuff. And he's like, oh, I wonder what's going on. And so, <clears throat> so uh, I it ended up getting close to, the, close to the end of the night and I have to go tell their DJ that we got to wrap it up. Yeah. So I open up the door because like I said, it goes from a private office into the DJ booth, right? So I have to go out of the DJ booth into this private office, into a, a hallway and then go back down to the dance floor. 
So I I open up the door <laughs> and <laughs> Red Foo uh. has this girl bent over the office <laughs> desk, the manager's desk, just hitting it. He's going to town. And he stops. He looks at me and I look at him and I go, Oh, uh, I got I got to tell you, DJ, that we have to wrap it up. No pun intended. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he looks at me, and goes, "All right, cool. All right, cool." But I go, "But I got to come back, so I get to I got to run the lights and turn the turn them on and da da da." And he's like, "All right, man, just knock." So I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> so I go downstairs. Well, he's and... still well, he's still handling it. Like he's oh, yeah, talking no, to you, he's like probably... the old combo. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him props. He did stop for about. 10 seconds and be like, all right, all right, cool. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So good. So uh I go down there, I tell their DJ that we gotta, you know, we gotta be done at like you know 145. We gotta da, 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 right. So I'm just like I, I get to the door, I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to come oh, shit, right. So I knock on the door, he opens it up and peeks in. He's like, All right, cool, yeah, yeah come on, come on in. And then he shuts in and goes, Hey, is there anyone like a little bit more private we can go? And I'm like, this is probably the most private place you're gonna get right and he's the girl still, is still, still going that's yeah the girl is still bent over and she's like looking at me and stuff i'm just like this is the most awkward thing i've ever <laughs> done in my life so i go back to the dj booth and i tell my boy matt about it and he's like wait what did the girl look like and i go well blonde blah 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 she's like and he's like oh oh shit and he still sees his buddy <laughs> looking for his girlfriend Oh my God. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, dude, ever. I, I got to go. I'm going to go find out what's going on. But I don't want to walk through that door if it's her. <laughs> so, so uh, he waits in the DJ booth for a little while and blah, blah, blah. And the lights go on and stuff. And he's, you know, he thanks everybody. He gets on the mic, be like, you know, thanks for coming out, you know, wrap up your drinks, last call. Yeah. Da, da, da. And so he's like, I don't know if it's safe. <laughs> I'm assuming so. So opens the door, it's safe. He walks out and he finds his girl, finds his friend. I think his name was Steve. And I didn't see him, you know, I'm, I'm up there packing up my stuff, just, just trying to process what I, what's happening. <laughs> and uh, he ends up texting me later, um, like, you know, like an hour later, like three o'clock in the morning. He's like, dude, that was her. Steve is so pissed. <laughs> I was like, wow. wow. So. Uh, so did he break up with her? Or like, was he like cool with it? Once he didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, they're they're married luck. now, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're married, and that's their LMFAO story that she was worried wouldn't get told by the uh best man at the wedding. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully it wasn't wasn't Matt the best man at the wedding. Oh my god, dude. That's <laughs> so anyway, that's probably story. my that's hilarious. My, uh, one of my most epic stories for uh for uh, in the DJ booth, yeah. Dude, and that's just like they were openers then and weren't like super huge. This is before Party Rock Anthem, right? Like Miami Bitch. Uh, yeah. And then what, yeah. what they have? They had Miami Bitch. They had that Love Lockdown remix they had. The yes. That Love Lockdown remix was the one. And then was it Boom Boom Pow they had too? Or? They did remix some Black Eyed Peas, I think. Yeah. So that's just like a small instance of what happens, like the nuttiness that just happens to these celebrities. And it's like they weren't even that famous at the time. It's just nuts. (laughs) Yeah. So that's right. (laughs) I don't know how you you follow that up right now. I don't know. (laughs) There was no like Instagram stories then or Snapchat then. So like it's not like like now if that happened, you 
you'd like put your phone through the crack and like you know <laughs> be taking a video of it and sending it to people like that's all oh you're doing like uh, i love so that story so much yeah it's wild so that was his most memorable night in the dj booth yeah. and um <laughs> yeah. and this and the podcast is over he wins the <laughs> <laughs> phase wins uh, end of story <laughs> so you know oh this is one of my favorite ones the, <laughs> do you have the, uh a best curse word uh non-curse word one word insult non-curse word one word insult oh man uh I don't, I don't really, I, I don't, to be honest. Um, I, I, I say this one, uh, because I've heard my, my daughter say it and I thought, I forgot what, what the context was, but she said stupid head and I don't like her saying stupid. So I was like, don't say stupid. Right. But I just, just at the time, How old is she? Saying, um, my, my five-year-old, my daughter said that oh, and I'm yeah. like, where did you learn that? Like, you're not no more YouTube for you, <laughs> but dude, they all learn everything on YouTube. It's wild. Yeah, and I, I remember saying that to somebody too. I go, man, he's just a stupid head, and, and uh, I forgot who it was. And they're just like, what? <laughs> I like Are you that one. Five, and I went, yes, I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's thirteen, and uh, she was really mad at something. And you know, I I talk like a sailor, and it's fine. And she was just railing like f bombs, and I was going. You know, I was just so taken back by it mm-hmm. that it, it was just like hard to hear. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm a terrible influence. So it is what it is. And she doesn't do it all the time, but I knew she was like pissed. So I was like, okay, it's it's weird. Is it is it weird hearing people that don't like you don't expect to cuss kind of cuss, right? Mm-hmm. They, it's like it's almost I don't know. I find that to be sometimes weird, but. When I grew up, the first time I heard a Bob Saget comedy skit when I was like 13, after knowing that he was just Danny Tanner, I was like so taken back because I was like, <laughs> "That was guy. Too. That's a, that's immediately where I went. That's a perfect Saget. example of that, right? Where you're, you're so thrown back. You're funny his videos too. I thought he was like so wholesome. In yeah, that. and then yeah, then I heard his skit. And I went, <laughs> not safe yeah. for work. Him and Entourage too is my favorite, where he's just like hanging out at that like uh, the brothel house that like is next door to uh, where the Entourage guys live, and you know, like that whole episode is hilarious to me. So I love Bob Saget. R.I.P. That's something I need to revisit too. The whole Entourage, Entourage. season. Yeah, I, they have a podcast. I, I listen to it. Yeah, I watched it when it was yeah, out, but I kind of let it go. It's called Victory the Podcast, and it's um, Kevin Dillon, Kevin Connolly, so drama and E, and then Doug Ellen, the writer. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And then they have guests like every week, basically. That's pretty good. They like the first, I don't know, so many episodes, they just talk about each episode like in order. And it's kind of cool to hear them like listen to like how so, like they got some of these cameos and this and that. It was pretty neat to listen to that. So. What was it called? A, it's called the Victory Podcast. There was an AM one. Uh, AM had a cameo at one point, right? That's right. The yeah. shoe. The shoe. It's, it's yeah. That were yeah. The AM was trying to get those shoes in drama or a turtle one of the shoes. Yeah. And he's like, I got. He says something like, "Not only he did I have DJ to pay the, for these, yeah. but like I got to DJ this kid's sister's birthday party." <laughs> <laughs> that was a great one that was a great cameo i remember being like hyped on that yeah 
Dude, I loved that show. But uh, all right, this is a question we always ask, and um, and I don't know if you have your DJ computer close by, but oh, how many lying. songs do you have in Serato? Oh, that's a good question. Um, several. Thousand. Are you are you a hoarder? Are you a music hoarder? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I actually I actually just did a purge um, not too long ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, I don't have a number. Yeah, the the only way that I've ever had to I've I've done it is you highlight everything and then drag it into a crate. No, hey, so let's, it, let's you, find out. Let's. That's a good question. In let's all, just... it doesn't show. You have to highlight it all and then drag it into a crate. Uh, six thousand nine hundred and seven. Wow. wow. Wow, that's pretty low. Whoa, that's that pretty is, low. That's actually more than I thought. Impressive. That is. Dude. Yeah. So I'm trying to get there. I I, I have eight thousand, and I still feel like I'm a hoarder what what's your process like I'm, I'm dying to know what does it, it just barely things make it in um uh, into the serato like seriously like just... um honestly this computer my the one that i dj with um this is probably the most time it's been online right now okay i never yeah. everything that uh i download is on uh my studio computer uh my home studio computer really not much i thought about doing this so does that, that? I thought about doing this actually just because I'm trying to like wrap my head because I don't want to delete everything. I usually put something on a hard drive if I, I want to keep it. But mm -hmm. um, do you have Serato running in that the Serato's on the studio computer has, I don't know, 40,000 files? Uh, would Honestly, that be like, no. no, that's probably my biggest. My first my first filter is I don't download anything directly onto my DJ laptop. Yeah. So it doesn't get clogged in with a bunch of stuff that I'm never going to play. So I might download a lot on my um, my studio computer at home. Right. Yeah. And it that has, um, you know, tens of thousands. Right. I might play this. I might play this. This is kind of cool. Um, this song is I'll never play this, but I like it. It's cool. In inspiration for something maybe yeah. later down the road, things like that. And so that's probably my first filter is I just don't download everything onto my onto my computer and put it in Serato. Yeah, um, other than that, you know, I, and another, another big thing is I'm a fan of really knowing the edit that I'm listening to or the song that I'm listening to, um, you know, is, you know, as well as I do, you know, all of us editors have our own special style and a lot of them are just basic, right? You got an eight bar intro song, eight bar outro, fine, right? But sometimes I like to rearrange the song. Maybe I want the hook first, right? Or maybe I want the bridge first if the bridge yeah. is, you know, a big bridge that people sing along to. The phase rebuilds. Yeah, those re yeah, those rebuilds. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff where it has these long breakdowns. And so I might put some extra claps, claps and kicks in there. But you're not going to know that if you're just downloading that directly in your hard drive or into your computer in your Serato. Um, so yeah, I like to look at the songs. Um, it's a more of a tedious process, but it really helps me, A, know everything that I put in my Serato. And I know when to get in and get out. There's no surprises. And B, you know, I don't have a bunch of bunch of garbage that I might not play or 8 million versions of the same song that, you know, I may never play. And Makes and do you, what's the process of taking stuff out? Because I'm sure you introduce stuff into the laptop and then oh. you end up taking stuff out. So do you I want to know for myself because I'm trying to get maybe smart crates mm. to where it's like oh. set on timers where it goes, OK, let's look at this. You added a bunch of this shit. It's now going to get deleted. So I'm curious. My uh, I, I am a big big uh advocate and i'm very anal about my way that things are tagged in your yeah, serato that's probably another yeah. reason why i don't download directly in there 
um, because everybody has different naming conventions Mm -hmm. and tagging conventions. I have one and I stick to it. And so my smart crates is almost all my crates. Yeah, me too. All my crates are smart crates besides a few. And so I get everything tagged correctly. But how I decide which ones I'm going to delete versus keep is it's very individual. I will look at all 8,000 of my songs and scroll through, you know, maybe I go by BPM or go by artist or whatever. And it, like once a maybe, year or what? What's a year? What's a year you, you go through all this or is this just like uh, regularly? Once I feel like I can't find stuff that I want to play in my Serato. Yeah, I'm like, when I feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm searching for, you know, way too hard. This is, it shouldn't be that difficult for me to find the song that I want to play. And so as soon as I start feeling like, oh man, you know, I'm scrolling through all these songs and I can't, you know, this is all bullshit. I, I'm looking for the, the diamond here that I want to play. Just when I have that feeling, which might be once a year. Um, yeah. If there's lots of, you know, BS songs that came out recently and I added, then it might be a little sooner. But usually I just look at it and just go, this song was a radio hit, not a club hit. I'm never going to play this song again. Gone. So next question is something I'm struggling with personally. And I know you do tons of mixtapes and that's kind of, uh, you know, you do radio, right? We're going to get into that in a minute, but you're, do you keep some of the songs that you're going to put on a mixtape in, keep it in Serato? Cause that's what I'm struggling with right now. I'm like, this is mixtape material, but it should not be on my DJing laptop. And, and that's why I think I need to start separating my laptops. Um, yeah, you can always have a whole other crate for that, but if you just don't want to clog up your library for that, yeah, then another hard drive just somewhere. Remember, you can have it on your computer, but just don't drag it into Serato. Right. So you can have a whole other folder of just, you know, I I have a folder just called cool shit, just songs that I like. It may not be anything in particular, you know, maybe I won't play them anywhere or whatever, but, uh, just have songs that I like that I would want to put into some sort of mixtape, but yeah, just drag them out of Serato and put them in another, put them in another folder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's just the way I search, right? I'm like, I, I look at everything in Serato is just the way I like it, but yeah. uh, I need to figure that out. So I, I do like this idea of having like a separate computer. I, I think that's like a, a valuable idea. Yeah. I only got sure. two more rapid uh, fire questions that I want to ask real quick, and then we'll get into another topic. Uh, sure. But First, what would be a go-to Seattle area food spot that's like you could only get in Seattle? Like if we visited, wh- where would you want to take us? Oh, I've only man. been to Seattle once. I, I I need to make another trip. I'm I'm kind of sad that I've just only been there once. There's yeah, there's been. a couple of touristy spots that people are, would really go would gravitate to. One would be Dick's Burgers because Sir Mix a Lot raps yeah. about it in my right. posse's on Broadway. So that's that's really big. It's like kind of going like the In and Out, but uh, there's our Seattle's version of it. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to go to just because it's, you know, nostalgic a little bit. But one of my personal favorite places to eat around here is this uh, sandwich shop. And it's uh, it's called Unbien. And they have uh, like a uh, – it's not like Bami's or anything, Vietnamese inspired. But it's very um, – there's a lot of ethnicity and, and flavors that go into their uh, food. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is, what they consider it. I don't know if it's like Caribbean or – or something like that but uh it's right up the street from the uh, radio station so it's definitely uh, a seattle gem i would go to if you want a really good sandwich all right awesome. i like it i, I wrote yeah. it down <laughs> do you have and this is our last one um do you have a dj horror story like a night for where something went wrong and that you learned from it or other people can learn from it or anything like that that you could think of 
That LMFAO one lies on the border of uh, both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a little bit horrified. <laughs> um, really, don't it, let that be your girlfriend. <laughs> right. Oh my god, it, that night was weirdly probably the worst for Steve than anyone else. Jeez, poor Steve. Um, no, I, I think um, it's the it's the, the only real horror story I can think of 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 is uh that we probably all ran into which is technical issues you know serato crashes or you know you have some other you know sound and light you know sound problem and stuff like that those are the Um, dreams i I have regularly it's like i just had one the other night where it was like me trying to get to the thing to plug everything in and i go oh I have to move the car and I had the assistant do all the audio. I was like, no, no, I need to leave to move the car. Why would I send the assistant? That's the dream. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I feel that. I think that, yeah. um, you know, actually I just, this has happened just a few weeks ago. Um, you know, somebody was asking me for a song and, and it was at this uh, place called Tellerico's um, ballroom at Tellerico's. And it's just a, it's another dive bar. It's college bar. You know, they have, they have pizzas like 22 inches around, like big as this wheel back here, 24 yeah. inches around um, and stuff like that. So it's a really kind of a corny place. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get your song on. And I forgot what it was now, but it, I didn't have it. So I was just going to like, oh, I could probably look at DMS. I can look at bar bangers, see if they have yeah. it. I can just download it real quick. And for some reason, I don't know if you guys ever experienced this. Um, I heard a little skip in my in the playback. Right. It, it like paused mm-hmm. for a second even though the song kept going and then yeah. it just didn't just start playing again in which no one could really real, no one really tell the difference. But then when, now when I grabbed the record and, and wanted to cue it up, cause I was, uh, you know, I turned on the Wi-Fi and that's when it happened. That little skip. Yep. I, I grabbed the, uh, I grabbed the song. I'm like, okay, blah, blah, blah I'm going to, I'm going to play this next song. And there was a delay. So I would move the record back and forth. Oh, the Serato. And then I hear, and then I hear it actually do it. Yeah. Do the, do the audio. Oh. So I'm like, why is it like literally it's a long delay as that far lag as like, yeah it's a it's like a one to two second delay it's like yeah. mm-hmm. it's like whoop, whoop 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 i'm like wait why is that so so bad and so right. i hadn't having to restart so um you know i can't dj that way with that big of a delay no. i can't yeah. mix that way so i end up just trying to troubleshoot and i was just kind of like i was like echoing out a song and then scratching a new one for a couple of songs and like i said it yeah. wasn't you know, it's a it was college bar, and people really didn't, couldn't really tell the difference. Um, so I did that for a few songs to try to troubleshoot, and then I was like, I just got to restart Serato. I mean, I just all I got to do. So I think my biggest advice to people is like, when you run into those kind of issues, just hop on the mic and just have fun with people, right? Even in a <laughs> even in a big packed nightclub, right? Right. CO2 cannons are going off and stuff like that. People are. I feel like more people are are real. Yeah. And to be like, yo, what's up? You know, get on the mic, hype people up, make some noise, blah blah. blah and goes, guess what? My computer just fucking crashed. It's so hot in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I so love that. Shit. And then and then that's what I did is I said that and I'm restarting my stuff. I'm like, yo, what's your birthday shout outs? Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, birthday here, here, here. So I did that for literally like two minutes to fire everything back up and then just and then went, all right, let's go. It, it works now. <laughs> Boom. And it's fine. So yeah, I love that. Like, dude. I love that, too. I actually wish I was there. That would have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that Serato lag. I haven't had that happen in a long time, but uh, that was something that was happening all the time when I first converted to Serato DJ. And I forget something that there was something that was causing it, but they fixed it. 
from from for the most part. I know it still can happen every once in a while, but it, it, um, it only does it there, and uh, that's one of the only places I ever try to download something on the fly. I usually uh-huh. don't. I usually always have my you know Wi-Fi off. As soon as you turn that Wi-Fi on, and maybe it's because. I'm still that venue still has a really dinosaur setup, so it's like on a range. That's what I was just gonna say. I bet eight or something or six. The firmware could oh. be outdated on the mixer. Throw that thing in the trash, bro. That's a that's a <laughs> expensive doorstop. I hate those. Right? I, I I hate all those new uh, anything after the fifty-seven rain is just complete garbage. I'm not a rain fan. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Me, me neither. I'm a pioneer guy. Same. Yeah. Every time I'd play Same. at a club and actually anytime I go play at a new club and they have a rain, they had a, I was at something recently at a 62. Mm-hmm. I had so many issues with that dumb 62. I was having audio dropouts, all kinds of shit. I never have that with my pioneers. So, yeah. Yep. That's what might be. Might be that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into one of our uh, other segments that we had a uh, celebrity guest call in with. Um, and phase, you might not have uh, heard this one yet. So uh, well, from the grave, from the grave, right? Yeah. Lay it yeah. on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From go. the grave. Hello, this is Bond. James Bond. Joanne Fuse. I think it's about time we talk about music. Personally, I like to listen to grown and sexy smooth jazz with my favorite girl, Pussy Galore. Now make me a cold martini, shaken, not stirred. I break down your top music. <laughs> oh, the last, the last image there is going to burn in my brain in that hairy chest. <laughs> the first image with him in that, like the mankini, is like the greatest of all time. <laughs> You started and ended it with, with brain burners right there. <laughs> Dude, listen to uh, Sean Connery crushing the game. Uh, Pussy galore. Let's let's hear this, some music. Let's break down yeah. the Serato top five. Serato top five? Yeah, so your top five played tracks in your Serato right now. And this is great because you're somebody who cleans their Serato. So. Yeah. Do you want me to start at like number five or you go or just go one one all the way down? Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, my number one plays Super Duck Breaks. All right. I like it. Remember okay. that? Remember Super Duck yeah. Breaks? Yeah. Scratch thing Um, that has. I think I have that. On... I have. No, I don't know. I have that on vinyl. I have something like that on vinyl. But yeah. I like uh, that. Yeah. I, I love Duck Breaks. I've have burned through many of those records, Um, you know, throughout my years of trying to learn how to scratch many years ago. Um, Then I got Super Duper Duck Breaks. Those are always great records, but yeah. I, uh, what do you use it for? What's what's like an example? Uh, of, yeah, just 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 cuts and everything. Yep, just cuts. Right. Ever since, um, I mean, obviously, I did it a lot. You know, my whole my whole DJing career. I, I wouldn't call myself like a cubert. I'm not like a turntablist. You know, I'm not sitting there doing five minute scratch routines or trying to battle or anything. But um, early in my career, I was like, okay, what am I? You know, I see lots of people that are mixing, and I saw a lot of people that are doing you know the battle kind of stuff and and i was inspired by both and i figured that i want to try to incorporate both as much as i could so um so yeah i mean you know you have you have uh, like a couple of battle records that you use and you always use a the 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 good old trident true samples like right oh, yeah okay. like that or you know fresh you know like all that stuff i still i still like using it yeah. So, uh, and especially ever since the uh, 
uh, the S11 where they have that uh, scratch bank. Yeah. When I heard when I heard that was going to be the going to be on the S11, I was like, holy shit! Like this is something that I've been wanting for many years. I hate keep every time I want to use a scratch bank, I got to type in duck brakes or scratch sample right. and then load it and then da, da, da. Now that it's in that scratch bank, I can just go boom, boom, boom. Yep. So that's my that's my number one. My number two is my super phase samples. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same one. Just it's the same idea. Just the samples that I put together that I wanted to scratch. Yeah. Number three is where the ladies at loop. No, the acapella loop. Acapella loop. Where the ladies at? Where the oh, yeah. Oh, okay. At. Nice. Uh, wow. Is that like eighty BPM? I think around there. Like I have a ninety-nine BPM one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know there's all all different tempos of that at one point. Yeah, I use that a lot, um, especially as a transition where, you know, I could be at whatever BPM. A lot of times I'll just drop an acapella loop, I'll echo out or reverb out, whatever I'm playing, slap slap that new BPM in, <clears throat> that loop in. People are like, oh, okay, I don't know. This sounds good to me. Uh, wait, that's number three. Number four is Rihanna Work. Nice. Jay the original? The original? No, Jay Farrell remix. Okay. It has kind of yeah. like a Moomaton kind of vibe. Okay. Very opening. You know the one I play, I play I play that song a lot actually as well. The one I play is uh DJs from Mars. Uh, mashed it with uh, oh, yeah. uh Family Affair. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I yeah, I play that one. I actually I did an edit where I took out all the house parts of it. It's just like just that part. But yeah, it's so love that. And then my Oh, my f- number five is a tie. I got two. Okay. It's Salt Shaker, 30 edit. Okay. Just basic. And then smack that acapella in. Nice. Uh, Akon, smack that. I use that acapella all the time. Uh, um, do you I don't know why. smack that a lot? I, we were that- just playing. We were just talking about how smack Akon. that is like one of the few uh, Eminem verses like that I play. Like there's only like a couple of the Eminem songs that I play. Yeah, we were we were going back and forth on Eminem, and I was saying I like "Without Me," "Lose Yourself," and I think that's really it. Oh, I I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah. Uh, No, I I kind of feel that way about Eminem too. It's just like he has he went through a time where he was he made some fun club shit, and then he got super depressing, and everything was like super serious, and and you know rapping about his life or rapping about how hard things are or whatever. And that doesn't really have a party vibe. And then all yeah. of a sudden there'll be, I think you, I think I, I think I heard this, that there's like one party track on the whole album. Yeah. And then the rest yeah, of the always. Or yeah. Always. Yeah. Totally. That's what it is. It's, it's always like that. But the other honorable mention, I think we said was, um, forgot about Dre. Like sometimes I'll throw oh, that great. in. And, uh, but that's like the only other Eminem song that I, I feel like I play. So, yeah, he, as far as that, as far as that Akon and you know, smack that record. I, I, it's an acapella in, and it's all it's a full sixty-four count, yeah, uh, or sixteen bars. And so I usually don't even get to the the Eminem yeah. part. I just scratch in the. I just use the hook because I know that's I know it's two thirty twos, and yeah. so I can layer I can layer um, you know an eight bar outro and then an an, an eight bar intro in between it. So I love that. I, I might need that edit. <laughs> Is that a sure. bar bangers? It is. 
Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, yeah. Big fan are of Bar Bangers, by the way. If you guys yeah, aren't you... on Bar Bangers, like I, I would highly recommend signing up for Bar Bangers. I am a giant fan. Uh, you, Victor, um, Cut. I'm losing my mind on what else we got. But... <laughs> Marty's there. Yes, Marty, Marty Mar. Yes, definitely. I, I love all your guys' stuff. So, big fan. I, I, I always say this though. Um, one, one little nugget here is you know, always have at least two record pools. And I and I always recommend DMS and Barbangers, yeah. Um, as a part, of, as opposed to any anybody else, to be honest. Um, a, you know, I love Kevin. He's always been fantastic to me, and he helped me, uh, you know, with the edit game uh, super early in our in my career, and uh, you know, had me on on with you guys, and that was that was great. And uh, you know, it's always good to have a variety, and everybody's going to have a little bit of different content, and even if it's the same content. Let's say it's the same song. It might be edited a little bit differently, yep. or have a little bit different intro. How how you want to have it, so you're not always playing the same way. We push we push that super hard here on the the show. It's like we actually even say even more than just two. We have we, we I think me and Fuse are are mm-hmm. three or four or five uh, all yeah. all the pools, and you're always trying to push it. And I wanted I was just talking. I was hanging out with Kev the other day, and I was telling him a funny story. And he brought your name up. And and so I was telling him how um, before I knew Kev, I was I the, the only time I've been to Seattle, I was with my wife for my birthday 15 years ago. And we're up there. This is how old it was is MySpace days. And so I went <laughs> on MySpace and I was like, who's DJing in Seattle? And then I looked at like, you know, my guys and then Kev was playing and he goes, yeah, Facebook that he was he was talking about you for that. So uh, it was that yeah, old it was a spot that was, uh, again, I knew nobody. Me and my wife paid door, everything. We went in there. We were drinking. It was a, it had a staircase, and you guys DJ at the upstairs. Again, seriously, 15 years ago, there was, mm-hmm. like, uh, visuals on the walls. I don't know if you remember it at all. I do. I do remember it. It was at Trinity Nightclub. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he, he came yeah. out. And he, he did a couple mashups. It was, like, the way I are, and, you know, it was, like, when that was big, so 06, 07. I know it was, those are good times. Yeah. That was a, that was a great nightclub. I was uh, a resident DJ there for Friday nights. We did live to air um, on the radio station for 10 years. I was there every Friday night for 10 years and it was nothing but fantastic. It's been a great residency. Great. And that that club is still going strong today. So, so you're not there anymore? Uh, No, no, no. They they end up uh, just, you know, after 10 years, things just run its course. Um, 10 years is amazing for any nightclub i yeah. i talk about this with any friend mm-hmm. uh if you can keep a residency for four years you're a legend anything like it's almost always like four to five years you you're gonna get cut so 10 is absolutely incredible i 100 agree and yeah. when when we decided to you know when the management decided to go another direction you know from the radio station i was like thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the totally. 10 years yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm still I'm still friends with the uh, management and uh, the people there today. So um, which is great. And they're still going yeah. strong. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's a great uh, top five fuse. What about, what else yeah. we got? So, uh, you know, one of the things that I kind of wanted to ask and, you know, chat with you about is just kind of what we were just talking about. You you booked Kevin. You've booked a lot of spots in phrase, seattle over phrase, the years uh, uh phrase yeah yeah are you currently booking our spots? homie steve dub steve dub yeah. is up there yep. yeah yeah i'm had steve dub out um yeah uh it's funny it's uh, how that all kind of comes to be is you know just you know building relationships um with club owners um yep. and in management 
and just and you know really just just really just being a good dj good employee and you know more than just walking in and walking out i'm gonna drink your liquor and i'm gonna play music and i'm gonna bail yeah. um just kind of building those relationships and uh they end up like hey you know we need some help booking people blah blah you know and it kind of helps you know i, I kind of feel like seattle and maybe some other markets are like this but it's kind of like big fish small pond kind of thing and you know you kind of work your way up you know the dj hierarchy let's say or you know you kind of get more well known in seattle which is fairly a, a, a you know, small market. Um, <clears throat> I think it's like number 13 or something market. And, you know, oh, oh man, we need to find more DJs, you know, do you want to bring people in? Da, da, da. And then of course, you know, networking with, with everyone across the country through like DJ edits and, and uh, these pools like DMS and stuff, you know, start to get more people. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I can definitely help out, you know, get local talent and uh, get some people across the country. Um, and yeah, I mean, it started at, <clears throat> at uh, Emblem. In Tacoma, which were where the LMFAO story is at. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've been bringing lots of people out there. Um, and then uh, and then I was at Lucky Strike for a long time. And the management there, um, some of the management there quit and started their own business, started their own club. And that's where I'm at mostly now. It's called Forum Social House. And uh, it's just on the east side in Bellevue, just east of Seattle. And uh, they asked me because I worked with them for so long, they asked me like, Hey, you know, I need some help booking DJs, calendars, you know, that kind of stuff. And so they asked me to uh, help them out with that. So now I'm helping booking, um, booking management for, um, for social house. So I booked a lot of DJs over my career and actually over the pandemic, I realized that's something that I hate in life uh, because it's, I don't know. Uh, DJs don't take this the wrong way. If you're listening, you're the worst people on the planet. I mean, <laughs> everything that you're saying is, is true, right? Management sees, Oh, phase is actually a normal person and has his head on his shoulder where every other DJ is like complete asshole. Right. <laughs> and, and, and so you're able to at least like read, read, uh, read the DJ that understands it. I, I, I'm being honest. Like, yeah, there are really talented DJs. It's just like reading that ego and reading all the different stuff. So what's something you look for and how can these DJs stop being assholes? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it went, I'm being honest. Uh, I think the biggest thing is it's not always about you. Yeah. Yes. It's always. not about it's your agenda or what you want to play or, you know, what, what songs or music you think is cool. There is a part of that. That is, that is a fraction of yes. what it is yeah. but when you go into a venue um you know don't walk in there you know swinging your thing and thinking that you're the you know you're, you're the biggest thing to slice bread right it's just yeah. like yo come in there be humble do a great job you know you know thank the management thank the thank the bar staff you know thank yeah. the thank the server that came to you and brought you yeah. free drinks all night and then Seriously. don't stiffer either yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i always come to the club with the ten or twenty dollar bill in my hand, just to Always. make sure I, I tip the servers. And so I got cash you know, in my bag. Way. That's for that reason. Always yeah. cash in the bag. You always need it. Just you have to. And you know, and all that stuff trinkles up, right? You're, you're good to the staff. They're good to you. They're excited to see you. And then management sees that. Um, and you know, just and also just and, and then and then and then be a good DJ. Then right. be a good crowd reader. Right. Be a good music selector. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, that would probably be my, my biggest thing is of, of, of advice. It's just, just be cool. Just be a normal person. 
It's not, it's not always about you. Think about the broader aspects of everyone there that makes yeah. the, the nightlife, you know, industry work. It isn't just the DJ. Totally. I always say there's pretty much nobody at my spots that I play that came to hear Fusomania play. They just came to hear the fucking guy that's playing the music play, you know, and that like, that's, that's, I'm just that guy, you know? So like, I try to just like, if it's cheesy and I got to play it to get the job done that night, that's, that's just kind of what I got to do sometimes. You know, I, I argue just this much about that. I think if you're a resident at a spot, well, especially there is like some... 10 years, a year, 10, whatever. They know Friday nights is the night that DJ is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think a resident matters. I think all of that matters. I just think DJs just got to be cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, some everyone's got egos these days. It's like we're lucky we do what we do and we're, we should be grateful. You know, I'm 100%. always always trying to tip everybody and uh, kiss them kiss some ass so grateful for what it is say it's like situational awareness like know when you're in the spot that you know it's cool to play the cool music too and then know that when you're in the spot and the cheesy music gets played there and then know when you know you're being booked to be the guy that is playing the set that night you know that is like there's a different there's you can be an open format DJ, but still like a, like a phrase phrase can go play phrases music on a night where he's getting booked to be phrased that night, not play an open format set. You know what I mean? And and I think it's just gotta be, you know, situational awareness with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Know your crowd, know, know the club. And you know, it's not always about what the crowd wants because you know, from someone coming from both, right. I'm a DJ. I I want to appeal to the crowd, read the crowd, but you know, the management wants something else too. So there's always a fine line between, you know, okay. um, just blowing it all out and playing to the crowd and making them happy. But totally. you know, what about the management? Maybe they want a different environment. Maybe they want something a little bit different. So it's always walking that line. And some DJs, um, and I feel a lot of inexperienced DJs, they get sucked into the crowd, right? Oh, the crowd wants to hear this particular kind of music because that seems to be getting the most reaction. Well, that's great for a while but you know what if the management doesn't want that like you know we want to have an environment that feels like this as opposed to that so you know it it takes a little bit of guts and glory of a of of a dj you know and i think that just comes with experience be like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna switch up the genre not everybody's gonna really like it right now but at least it's gonna change the vibe of the room it's gonna rotate the dance floor people are gonna go to the bar who don't like it people who do they're gonna move up you know what i mean and they don't think about rotating the dance floor and these are talking about and, and this is the reason why you would earn uh, residencies that are X amount of years long. So if you, I think if you learn these, these things, um, think about things more globally. Um, yeah. It's going to earn you a lot more respect and people are going to know to go to your spot because this place is dope. They don't know. Maybe they don't know if the DJ is dope, but they know that the spot is cool because you know, Oh man, I can get a drink. I can dance. Da, da, da. So I'm with you. It all matters. It's, it's super important. And I think, you know, us just being um, basically have been doing this as long as we have. We're able to know all of these things because you have so many people chirping in your ear, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, yeah. one of my, one of my 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 biggest jokes that I've always had is anytime the bouncer would would come up to me and be like, "Man, that DJ last night was the shit." Dude, I I almost stopped booking him because it was like the bouncers always had the worst taste in music, and it was usually <laughs> it was usually. <laughs> it was usually like what I didn't want to be played meant that that's all they did, right? You right. know, 
So, so it was like, oh man, the bouncer said I crushed it. It's like, oh fuck, I'm worried now. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get a call from the manager about you complaining. So, no, I, I know it's a hard job, like booking, re- like booking talent. It's it it is a, it is a lot of work, and having mm-hmm. that little bit of an eye and and being able to hear stuff. So, my next question for you would be: Do they send in? mixtapes do you just know about them on social media like what what is something that you know a club booker is looking for like something i'm not i don't want please djs don't start uh emailing phase for for gigs but like <laughs> what, what's, uh, yeah <laughs> what are ideas you know what i mean so that's something because i get hit up all the time oh i see you do clubs can i come open for you or this or that i don't do them enough and i can't just have some random person come open so what's something you're looking for you know what I mean? How can they get into this scene? A scene. Um, I'm actually going to say and big shout out and uh, recipes to risk one because he gave me a big nugget of knowledge super early in both of our DJ careers. He's from Seattle um, yeah. originally. And, uh, you know, me and Risco go go back quite a bit. And it was at a time where he was starting to get into Vegas and doing some more Vegas clubs. And I remember specifically. Uh, a very fond memory of him. Uh, we were at a place called Tiki Bob's, and it's just a dive tiki bar uh, right across the street from uh, all the sports stadiums, <clears throat> uh, T-Mobile Park and CenturyLink and stuff like that. So we're sitting there one time, and uh, I was asking about, you know, you, you know, you're getting more Vegas kids. It's good, blah blah blah. Like, how's that working out? You know, like, you know, I, I just like, you know, do my because we're close enough. I was like, how do you do it? Yeah, yeah, seriously. <clears throat> he goes, you just got to be present, and I was like, okay. And he elaborated and he goes, I actually got a place in Vegas and uh, it's a, it's this apartment. I split it with some other DJ. I fly down there and I'm shaking hands with people. Um, I'm talking to people, um, you know, club owners, club promoters, other DJs, just networking to let them know who I am, what I'm doing. You know, sure. They might know of me, um, you know, some of my remixes that are out and things like that. That's great. But they don't know how a DJ. So, you know, he just kind of got in where he fits in. And uh, that that went really far with me because that's how I first got my very first gigs ever. Um, you know, DJing went from, you know, my my basement in my bedroom to a club because I just hung out with the DJ. I knew who he was. You know, he had to go take a piss. I put a couple records on. Eventually he was like, I don't want to DJ here anymore. Do you want it? So I think if you are able, if you see a nightclub in your city and you want to DJ there, you want to get out of your basement you want to get out of your apartment and you want to dj at this club just be present go say hi go go see and make sure that's what you want to do like you see how they run their night and that's what i say to people that want to dj at forum especially local people which you know i know most of the local people here um and one great thing about seattle is most of all the djs here we all get along for the most part and you actually get most of your gigs through other djs 100 so so, um, yeah, I asked him, hey, well, have you been to Forum? No. Well, why do what makes you think that you want to play here? Oh, it looks cool online, and, and I see all the social media posts. It's banging. I'm like, well, it, it takes a lot more than that. Won't you come on out? I know you're, you're an active DJ, too, but if you have a night off, um, come on out. You know, I'll, I'll teach you to do some drinks, some food. Come out and check out how we do it. And that's usually that, – that goes really far um, if you are able to – you know, get to the club that's in your local market that you, you know, can, can get to. Yeah. 
Fuse, I, Fuse, I, I know you can relate to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and one of my things that really is annoying when you're booking DJs, too, is, like, guys that don't come prepared, you know, uh, maybe have a couple extra cables in your bag, you know. Sometimes things just stop working. Now, I will say, if equipment's treated well, most of the time you show up and everything does work, but occasionally, sometimes stuff does work don't call me if the gig starts at 10 don't call me at 9 55 going why isn't this thing working i don't know like you got to show up early it, be professional you know like all these things that you've talked about so it's like i think there's a lot of great advice in there and being present you know too and just kind of like knowing the role a little bit like i play very uh, religiously at the same spot every friday and every saturday and people are like well how how do i how do I play here? And I'm like, well, you'd be taking my gig at this point. I can help you with other stuff. Like, right. you know, when I hear of stuff that goes on that I can't do or this and that, but like, you know, sometimes it's just like, you gotta be, I don't know, like being present and, and like just being aware of the situations and all that stuff, I think is great. I have a, another question that I want to ask you um, as you've been in the game for a long time and you've been on radio for a long time, what is something, what do you think one of the biggest differences is now DJing in 2022 versus DJing 10, 15 years ago? What do you think like has changed the most? And it could be for a good thing or for a bad thing. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a couple things. I mean, obviously technology is probably the first thing that uh, is influenced you know, DJing, um, in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, um, you can go down. I feel like you could talk about music too, you know, how's it changing, but I feel like it kind of goes in cycles anyway, because all that, all that, you know, two thousands and stuff right now, Massive. I feel like it's hitting big in the club right now. All that old stuff that is, you know, coming back up on TikTok. you know, like we just say, even older, right. Even ABBA is coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what's that? Um, What's that Strangers Things song K, that's really big? K right Bush. Now? K Bush. Yeah. The song is yeah. like 40, 50 years old, right? It's like yeah. the biggest song ever. Yeah. And people my daughter's like, bumping. My daughter keeps putting it on. I'm like, oh my God. I don't even I one, I didn't know the song back then, but I'm I'm tripping out because you know, she keeps putting it on and it's like the coolest thing. What I wait, I don't want to derail it too much, but I just want to say what I do love about it is I I like that the it almost feels like the 06, 05 era where mashups and people were just okay for a DJ to be a DJ, right? I feel like it's kind of coming back a little bit and people are okay with music. Uh, just, hey, we like this now. You know what I mean? Like they're just, mm -hmm. they're they're okay with cool new music. Uh, I agree. Um, it's kind of neat to hear some of the songs that we used to, you know, play on a regular basis. Um, I, I don't know. What's, what's that? Uh... Let's like do it to it, right? We used to play the original Cherish do it to it yeah. song like it was, you know, because it, it was new and people liked it, right? And it, then it went away. We didn't play it for the last 10 more more years. And now it's back into, a, a you know, a club, you know, house track. Yeah. And all that stuff came back. And, and and there's more and more of it. Like, I feel like it's getting to the point where it's almost getting saturated, right? Where we have yeah. a ton of those uh, 2000s-ish records um that are now dance records but I, i'm here for it you know what i mean i i i go with the trends i don't really you know i'm not i'm not trying to go play stuff that i think is you know trendy or whatever if you if if it fills a dance floor people want to hear it 
I'm gonna play it because that's what I do. I'm I want you to dance. Yeah. Now so I like that. I like that about music nowadays in the last last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. With the radio side of things too, and I know radio. Um, I'm not in radio, but I know that radio has changed a lot, and just yeah. there are less people doing more jobs in a sense, and all that, all yeah, that good stuff. Sure. Would you, would you say that music, radio has changed music at all, or do you think music's changed radio, or 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 any opinion on that? Um, not really. I think it's all kind of the same um i think a lot of uh a lot of music is being curated and looked at um in multiple metrics and i think the la- in the last 10 or so years one of those metrics has been online streaming um social media you know popularity and um like youtube hits and, and um uh, shazam hits so all those metrics have been you know a- as they get more and more relevant um, have been going into radio and and how they decide of you know what songs they're going to play. It's not only just you know these are the songs that this that the labels playing or labels pushing and it's a big artist. You know, um, I mean, like sure, it's Rihanna. You're going to play the Rihanna song, but what about Lotto? Right? Like who in the heck is that? You know, but all of a sudden she has a big song. You know, it could be and the reason why that is is well, a she had a catchy you know Mariah Carey slash Tom Tom Club beat and and two you know what I mean she probably had lots of social media follows or you know um, Shazams and um, there could be some TikTok dance to it I don't know so I think that's the biggest change in radio as far as music and how it's curated um, they, they bring in a lot of those other metrics just to you yeah. know, they want to be relevant you know it's not uh, just radio that's breaking new music anymore there's Mm-hmm. there's other things which is which is kind of crazy and i think that's like one of the things that's kind of allowing like what drew said to djs to become more just djs anymore it's because that you know uh you know it's like there are so many ways to access music and hear of songs whether you're on spotify or apple music or you're listening to you know regular local radio or you're listening to serious radio or you know all these TikTok. different outlets yeah, TikTok, yeah. yeah, being a huge one for breaking I, songs. I also say that, you know, people don't realize how much they listen to radio. You know, they want to say, oh, do. I don't listen to radio anymore. Or, no, or I whatever. still do all the time. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. radio. Yeah, and, you know, you can listen to streaming. You can listen to podcasts. And, and all that stuff is, is great. I think that that kind of content is is fantastic. You can get a lot, of, a lot of good stuff there. But your local radio station is exactly that. You're never going to get that local feel and vibe or, you know, that local reaction in a podcast or in or on a Spotify playlist, like, you know, and I, I may, maybe things are kind of getting back into that um, in some way where, you know, people are excited about music again and they're, they're listening into one way, but, you know, radio is also always still there. And, um, you know, and now it, and radio's being consumed in other ways, you know, you have it on your phone. Now there's a lot yeah. of people, like you just said, like you just, you didn't even have like a radio anymore, but like your smart speaker is now the new radio. Right. Right. Yeah. Or your phone, you know, you have the apps. And so, you know, radio is, is trying to integrate, you know, and, and update in ways that uh, they never did before. So over the pandemic, you did uh, actually fused it as well. But I watched both of your guys's and you guys both did a, a thing on making mixtapes uh, in Ableton. Yeah. And 
I, I picked up a ton for both of you guys. <laughs> Actually, a lot from both of you guys. What I use now to this day, you yours was always so creative on like the little acapellas or like the way you you breathe all this stuff. So maybe maybe talk about just are, what are you doing? Are you DJing for radio? Are you putting out these regular mixtapes that go out? What's something that you're you're pushing on it? And how can and should people be DJing for radio? Uh, really, it doesn't matter how you DJ for radio, as long as the content is good. Um, it doesn't matter if you're making an Ableton or you're literally two turntables, your CDJs, your your controller. One of the the biggest tip that I p- took away from you was I treat it like two turntables, yeah. and then these are the 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 way I I scratch in a sample, and it was like. That that little tip was so mind blowing for me. I was like, "Oh my god, it's genius!" Because <laughs> I would always like <laughs> back in the days, I would make it to where it's like twenty five tracks, like all the way down, right? And then he's like, two turntables, scratch sample, drops," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" It, it blew my fucking mind. It was <laughs> it was so great. I I just want to compliment you on that advice. I, like, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad. That's one reason why I put this stuff out. And if like if it helps you out, it's a, if, if you're the only one. I'm fantastic. That's that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, with with uh, Ableton mixes, is um, you know, uh, it's funny. I, I got Ableton to do this to start mixing um, to start making my uh, radio stuff because before that I was just literally two turntables, mixer, hit record. If I mess up, you know, I stop. Have a, I keep recording. I had like yeah. a big dead space and then yeah. I rewind the track a couple of bars and then yep. do the mix again. And then I, you know, edit, edit it together. But, um, I, I was going to have a baby soon and I was like, well, I can't, I don't know when I'm going to be able to record, you know, baby sleeping and busy da, da, da. at least with Ableton. Now I can do, I can work on it for 20 minutes. Baby's crying. I can come back kind right. of vibe. Right. And, uh, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't really have anybody to tell me like, you know, do it like this, or here's a template. I didn't, you know, I, I kind of wanted to figure it out. And I, and exactly right. I'm like, well, how do I DJ? Well, I DJ with two turntables, a mixer. Yeah. These, these are, these are the tools on each channel that I use. Here's a high cut, low cut, mid cut. Here's a filter. So let me add that onto each one. Oh, wait. I also hit a sample player. Okay, cool. I'm going to add a sample run. And sometimes I drop some acapella loops. So what if I put a third track for that? And then I just go back and forth, you know, t- turntable one, turntable two, turntable one, turntable two. Yeah. And it just, that's just the way I thought about it. I, I approached um, Ableton mixes the same way that I would DJ. It, that's it the same way cute. I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, never trying to do more than what you could do live is, is, is I think part of the key too. you know, uh, sound how you would sound if somebody heard, you know, you, you play live, you know, and I think simplifying I think it part of it yeah yeah i would actually expand on that um not only you could do stuff that you would do live but since you are in multi-track why not do some stuff that you couldn't do right yeah you got some stuff quicker than you couldn't do or maybe you know you could do an on-the-fly mashup that normally you wouldn't or couldn't do you know um uh, you know on the fly chop some stuff up that you know you you need to have beat jumps all over the place that yeah. you know i don't know a ton of people who use beat jumps um, in Serato, I don't, but you know, it's kind of cool to do that. And, um, you know, and then a lot of times when making radio mixes, uh, sometimes you have a playlist you kind of have to stick to actually all the time. 
for radio. You have to stay within these confines, even though these confines can be pretty good right. and can be blurred a little bit on these lines. And sometimes you have to put songs together that just, you know, they just they just don't work together. But right. the way that you have your mix programmed, you're like, oh, man, I need to get into this this record right here. You know, between this, you know, you're trying to program it between hit records, recurrent records, things like that. I need to fit this record right here. Um, how do I do that? Well, you know, you can chop something up. You can put this acapella in there. You kind of make it, you know, then you can kind of smooth it out to make it work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pressure like you do DJing, but t- even taking it a step further because you are in, in multi-track. Why not fuck around? I, yeah. for me, uh, any time I make a mixtape or whatever, I, I, I treat it as, um, I, I, I want the listener to be engaged, but I also want it to be like, um, taking it to a, n- a new level. Right. So it, it isn't something I would technically play every time, but right. it's listenable and it's cool. You're like, Oh man, I like that, but I wouldn't probably dance to it or whatever but i like it you know so yeah i like like making mixtapes and just being experimental like you're saying yeah and those mixtapes where you can throw in like you know radio like say i don't i don't like playing first class but on radio it's getting 120 spins a week on this radio station i better play it yeah (laughs) totally totally we have a, a, a bunch more segments we haven't hit but is there anything that of the ones i sent you that you would love to talk about or anything like that uh, I, I guess I have a, a 60 second rant. All right. We'll play this little uh, segment video and we'll, we'll do a 60 second rant here. Shout, shout, let it all out. All right. We'll put, I like that one. That's, that's, that's Drew out. Pierce original. That's me. I, that's me pitched down in Ableton or up or whatever you want to say. All right. We'll put uh, 60 seconds on the clock here. Go for it. Go for it. Yep. This isn't DJ related. So this is one thing that drives me nuts is stop driving in the fucking fast lane when you're slow. Stop it. The left-hand lane is for passing. Passing. If you're just sitting there, just lollygagging oh you have a million yards in front of you before the next car and you're just sitting there and you see like three or four cars behind you you're the asshole you <laughs> are the asshole move over just one it's okay you're looking at your speedometer and you're like i'm going 65 fuck off everybody wants to go 75 okay sorry that's let, let them get tickets you're the cool person okay sit in your prius and sit there and have a good time otherwise get the fuck over is that 60 seconds i don't know yeah you're, you're great, great. <laughs> you're under 60 seconds and i couldn't agree more get out of the way if somebody comes up on my ass when i'm driving i just get out of the way and let them go yeah <laughs> oh my i'm God. not endorsing road rage i'm not i'm not i'm not because uh i'm a big a big person that has a lot of patience but uh there's just some people that are just uh, they're just oblivious of their own surroundings and not even even standing right like you you're, you're going down an escalator and you're not sure if you're going to turn left or right well don't don't stop at the bottom of the escalator and decide where do i need to go because there's a bunch of people coming up behind you on this escalator <laughs> i'm sorry is that yeah i got one more rant too on that same tip why do people right when the door opens you walk out why because most of the time there might be somebody else that wants to walk in so once you like Hey, whoever you want to walk in, move to the side, let the people walk out. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, don't just walk in to the to the elevator because people are walking out. Oh, sorry. Totally. Around. Yeah. Don't, and, you know, run into an elevator when it opens. People are coming out. 
<laughs> to add on this, people at the airports that stand on the mobile walkways, oh my God, they drive me nuts. <laughs> Like, like the mobile it. walkways are to make you go faster walk <laughs> and if you can't walk get over so i can get past you yeah that's that's true there, there's a lot of the times there's a line in the middle too where like you can stand on the right and walk on the left yeah they all need a line and you know for that matter too i i know in america escalators are pretty much everybody stands on them but it drives me nuts too because i'm like the whole idea is to make you climb faster <laughs> the whole point of this is to climb faster. <laughs> so, yeah. Ours driving me nuts. <laughs> but yeah, those those are all great points. And you know, hopefully <laughs> for the people that listen to this podcast, maybe we'll inspire somebody to not walk on a mobile walkway or drive on the highway with 20 cars behind them in the fast right. lane. Or rush into an elevator when people are trying to come out. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with the subway too, right? You get the subway and it's whew, all these people yeah. trying to get out. Well, let them get out. Don't just stand yeah. there in front of them and be like, I want in. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. But just real quick too, I just want to say, like Drew's already said, this has been great. It's been great catching up and, and chatting yeah, with you sure. and a lot of great advice. Uh, where can people find you at on social media? Where can they find you at online? Um, most of all, all my social media is at DJ Phase Seattle. I don't spell phase any weird way, just P-H-A-S-E, Seattle. Um, that's my Instagram where I'm mostly at. My my Twitter is just DJ phase and uh, also on Facebook. If you still mess with Facebook and I know a lot of you do, but you just don't want to say you do, but you're on Facebook. Um, I open it. <laughs> and yeah, you can find me um, anywhere. As far as I'm concerned, um, you can find uh, most of my remixes on barbangers with a Z.com. Um, and you, and I send some stuff over to DMN DMS uh, and hopefully they put them up every once in a while. Yeah, we do, and you guys should also sign up for Barbangers because there's tons of awesome phase edits and everything else. I, you know, I, I have a Barbangers account. I love it. I, I grab tons of shit from there. Big fan. Yeah, check it out. And I actually have a uh, a pack that I released on Barbangers that I'm going to send out to everyone. So hopefully it'll go up on DMS. But I have a whole catalog of yacht rock that I redid. Dude, I Ooh. need those. Make yeah. sure yeah. Uh, email me and Fuse because uh, we'll make sure it goes up. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm really, I'm kind of, I'm kind of proud of those. Um, and those are, those are a lot of fun to make. And it's kind of fun to bring those back. Good for wedding sets. So yeah, totally. So get those. I love it. Oh, since we were talking about your radio, I just wanted to like maybe mention um, where they could find your mixes. Are oh. you posting all those radio mixes or where's that? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, thank you for reminding me. Uh, you can find all my mix shows uh, at djphase.podomatic.com or you can go into um you know apple music apple podcast type in dj phase again not spelled with z's um or f's shout out to phrase um <laughs> uh just spelled the normal old way p-h-a-s-e find me there um i put all my my radio stuff up there and uh, uh hey you know what there is something all these guys can at me for is radio mix shows. Okay. I have, uh, I coordinate three different um, radio shows in three different markets. Uh, we were always, always looking for new DJs to, to put on air. It's, it's really cool. Not every DJ could do radio. It takes a kind of a special breed of uh, a DJ. I'll, that I'll that do one. Cool. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to, I'd love on. to do one. I'd love to do one. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, I see you have your 
Trailblazers hat on. So I do a, I coordinate one for a jamming uh, 107.5 in Portland. Uh, and I coordinate one in Sacramento on V101.1 and uh, one in Austin, Texas on uh, 102.3 The Beat. To be completely honest with you, I, I need a kick in the pants because I want to start making uh, tapes. Uh, I was doing it. That's kind of helped, helped me blow up a little bit as I was doing regular um, mixes. And I I want to just dive back into it. I, I need that force. So um, yeah. I'm going to hit you up afterwards. And I, I, I do really, really want a kick in the pants and to do one because I, I want to start making mixes like regularly. Yeah, yeah, it's fun and uh, it helps it helps uh, flex a different skill. And I always say that about radio. You know, if, if uh, you want to learn, I think it's always a good thing to do for a while in your DJ career is learn how radio works, learn how, how the music is curated and how it's put together. And you take that knowledge and those tidbits and, and you fit that into your DJ sets of, you know, well, I don't know what's cool anymore. Well, you know, these songs are being being blasted on radio 100 some odd times, you know, a yeah. week in, in your market. You might want to try playing them. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. Um, I do want to hit you up. I want to be. I want to do some uh, mixes, so I'm in. Hey, that's great. Um, thank you for having me on, man. That's that's been awesome. Been a fan since you guys started. So, thanks. We appreciate that seriously. And yeah, like you said, a we lot. appreciate. Yeah, you have your own on. podcast. Did you did you mention that? Uh, I did. Um, you know, since the yeah. pandemic hit, we kind of quit doing it because we weren't coming into the studio uh, gotcha. for a long time. So, but it was pineapples on pizza. It's still out there. Um, and no, it's not about pineapples on pizza. It was just something very random that I didn't want it to be DJ. And I didn't want it to sound DJ related. It was my favorite, was like, favorite podcast name ever. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it was Lou Rock and I. Lou Rock was another fantastic local DJ. Um, he doesn't really DJ too much anymore because um, he got a big boy job and nighty. So, <laughs> yeah. But I need to start up awesome. a new one, man. Just like you yeah. got Dude, it's you fun. should. It's yeah. fun. It's a it's lot, lot of work. work. <laughs> <laughs> you guys Way too much work. Yeah. Well, I want to make well, a trip up there and hang out, dude. Honestly. Yeah, same. I, wanna, uh, I, gotta, I, I, I've, I've never I haven't been. been to Seattle, so. Come on out. Yeah, I want to come and just yeah. hang, dude. Uh, go see Phrase, uh, hang out with you. It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah Phrase is the homie. i um, known him for a long time, and uh, he uh, also does our graphic work at form social house you guys come on out we can coordinate it you guys can spin with me or dude sometimes i just want to hang <laughs> there's nothing yeah, wrong with yeah. that either yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> come I, hang I, come I hang back your laptop i ain't mad at just being turned off but um uh that's gonna wrap up the show today uh once again thank you uh phase for uh coming on and being with us here today and thank you for uh, having me yeah we appreciate blast, it so much and uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Peace. Thank you.